0: Serious XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! I did not think it was possible to have a uh, worse sporting day than yours truly um, uh, with tennis player sniping and absolute mess and uh, my game I'm going to take a break it's not getting any better especially in doubles I can't volley it's a mess so uh, after I lost my 19th set in 21 21- april uh occurrences this year 21 sets i've lost 19 of them uh in the last say you know maybe two and a half weeks i figured maybe i'll take a little blow and after i got destroyed last night i ran home to see the nick game and i thought there was no way anybody could have a worse day than me uh, or a worse sporting night than me until i saw the bucks play and i didn't really see them play because they did fall asleep the game was on way too late i mean geez starts at nine forty in the east I mean, my guy. I know they want to give everybody their own window, but boy, oh boy, oh boy! Nine forty in the East. A uh, number one seed starts game five down three-one in a weeknight in Milwaukee, which is Central Time Zone, and it's over twenty minutes to one in the morning. And that's just—I tell you—you're asking too much. Uh, even though it is an intriguing first rounder, and it's the number one seed in big trouble. But boy, oh boy, that's asking a lot of the basketball fan to stick with it. And I could not do it. I just didn't have it in me. Uh, I was half asleep by 1130. Uh, but listen, followed it pop- properly, know exactly what occurred late in the game. And as again, back to the original premise, I didn't think it was possible to have a worse day than me until I uh, saw Janis's performance in this game, which included missed free throws and one for nine shooting in the fourth quarter where they blew a 16-point lead and the Bucks go down uh, in a 1-8 matchup as far as the NBA Eastern Conference is concerned. And Miami moves on to play the Knicks now in Game 1 on Sunday. And it's hard to believe that the Bucks lost this series. There's a variety of reasons. Let's first give you the history. And you got to be careful when you have uh, networks give you, well, this is the sixth one seed that's been picked off. And, you know, uh, this is... And, and they give you the other five. got to put the other five in context because it's a lot less than the sixth and how rare it is. Number one one of the number one seeds who lost for the Bulls and the MVP of their team and the league got hurt in game one with three minutes to go in Derrick Rose. That for Chicago Thibodeau was their head coach against Philly so to sit there and say well that's a 1-8 that got picked off. You got to put that at Rose who is by far their best player and really the whole team. I mean the idea that he didn't play in a series and then they lost. Well that doesn't no longer make it a 1-8 series so that, that makes no sense when they give you that. And then the other one they give you, and this is flush to, for close to me, is the 99, or maybe the 98, but the 99 Knicks, who finished the eighth slot, and they got Miami in the first round, the worst matchup Pat Riley ever could have envisioned. And everybody who lived in New York knows that was Spreewell, Houston, Camby, Ewing. I mean, that team had a lot of talent, that Nick team. They completely underachieved. It may have been 98, the strike year. Uh, the, the I think it was. But that team, they played the Heat a lot in those days in the postseason. Uh, you know, one year they lost in the uh, sixth game. Uh, that was the year that uh, Van Gundy and Ewing got thrown out of the game because of the blackout of P.J. Brown on with Charlie Ward. Another year, Houston hit the shot that bounced off the rim and went in. Another year, Chris Childs beat him in Game 7. But to make a long story short, in this particular year that they referred to as an upset in the 1-8, I mean, the Knicks had no business being the eighth seed. None. Zero. They made a team a good team. And they and they underachieved all year in the regular season. And Gundy and Grunfeld didn't like each other because, you know, the canby scenario and everything else and how Jeff was utilizing Grunfeld's selections. Jackets had to get in the middle of it half the time and eventually he fired Grunfeld because Jeff and Grunfeld could not work together. So that was a mess. I'm not sure if it was the same year that he had to fire him. But the bottom line is the Knicks no way were the eighth seed. And they were much better than that. That's another one that you got to throw out the window. And then, of course, Another one is Don Nelson against Avery Johnson, which was the greatest. I mean, I could have done a better job coaching against Nelson. That was Golden State in Dallas. Golden State, of course, coached by Nelson, who had coached Nowitzki and company forever, knew exactly how to handle Nowitzki, and had a huge advantage when they played them in the first round. So, I mean, you could put a an asterisk next to a lot of these eight ones, but and you could even do it in this series, if you wish, uh, with Giannis, who didn't play three games. But, I mean, the bottom line is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Bucs are going to be known for a team that, from 2-1 down, in two games, three, uh, you know, in the 2-1 game, Game 4, they had a 16-point lead fourth quarter. They couldn't hold on, as Butler had 56. And then in Game 5, they had an 8-point lead with about three minutes to go in a game. They missed a million free throws. They shot 5 for 25 from the fourth quarter on. And and somehow lost 128-126, which is one of the worst. I mean, again, Giannis didn't play two and a half of the three games. He played really – he didn't play at all in the first three games. He played 11 minutes in game one, didn't play game two and three. And you can make an argument the Bucs were fooling around a little bit, trying to extend the series and win games without Giannis to protect them. And his back, who knows? Uh, but if that was the case, it came back to bite him in the ass because the Bucks, you know, did had no margin for error. Butler took over, and away they went. And they ended up winning the series, Miami did, in, a, in, in an incredible five games, which is a huge upset for a team that won way over 50, was the number one seed. And this on the heels of last year, when the Bucs essentially punted on the top seed in the East, didn't play the last game or two, lost it to the Celtics. So what happens? They played Boston in the second round without home court and lost game seven in Boston. This year, if you want to sit there and say they kind of maneuvered with, uh, a t- uh, you know, with Giannis, who did not play uh, Saturday in Miami, but ended up playing Monday and Wednesday when they were in dire straits. Uh, I should say, let me change that. Yeah, that's correct. Monday and Wednesday, down 2-1 Monday, and then, of course, last night in dire straits, and they ended up losing a series they had no margin forever partly because of Butler, partly because the Bucks played no defense, were horrifically coached in the last, uh, in the fourth quarter of these games, terribly yesterday. And, you know, Budenhoser not calling a timeout with a half a second left, uh, not getting a shot off at the end of overtime, where the game was already sort of philosophically lost already, psychologically defeated, because the Bucks had nothing in the OT. But the bottom line is, I mean, uh, it's a horrendous loss, and it might cost Budenhosers, job now he won a championship two years ago so he might survive but i mean he did not distinguish himself by any stretch of the imagination never could corral butler who had 42 last night i mean butler had 98 points in the last two games and i didn't see a lot of double teams i can tell you that uh now, listen i went to bed last night and it was 96 81 i think that was the score um I'm pretty sure it was Uh, 96 81 with a minute 30 or so to go in the third quarter. That's when I fell asleep and they were in good shape. And I said, all right, and we're game six, I'm ready to go Friday night. And then the Bucks collapse and fall apart. And then Giannis, you know, I listen, he's a good kid. I hate to pick on him. But then he makes a big deal in the postgame, getting all upset at a question from the reporters, one in particular, who we're trying to get on today. What well, do you consider, uh, you know, this basically a wasted season? And Giannis goes on and on and on about this good days and bad days. No season is wasted, blah, blah, blah. Earth to Giannis. All right. Uh, You played 58 games in a regular season. You don't play a full slate of games. Very few of these big players do anyway. Uh, You know, Butler doesn't as well. And the regular season in the NBA is a complete farce. Everybody knows it. That's why they're trying to do this play-in tournaments. They've instituted that. That is why they're trying to come up with an in-season tournament with a lot of money involved just to keep a little more juice in its regular season. NBA regular season basketball is a complete waste of time. It never used to be this way because, you know, the Jordans and folks like that played 80 games earned the one seeds and never lost now these teams you know don't really care what seed they end up in you know rest their players so you don't know exactly who's good and who's not good at the end of the year and that is why you have some surprises in these playoffs that's a big reason why because you don't get a real feel I mean, Golden State's the sixth seed with forty-four wins. Look at how well Golden State's playing. Clippers, you know, I know those two guys never play. You know, they were the they were the five. I mean, uh, Clippers were the five seed. Uh, LeBron, seventh seed. I mean, it's you go on and on and on about so you know Miami won forty-three games in a lousy division. Forty-four games. So uh, you go on and on and on left and right here all you want. Uh, you know, uh, of uh, of uh, of post. But Giannis is absolutely crazy when he says, well, the season was. A si-. No, it's not a successful season. The NBA, uh, the regular season is a complete waste. And all it is is an exhibition. And it's worse now than it's ever been. All it is is a complete exhibition. 82 games, six months slog through five months before you get to the good stuff, which is the postseason. And, and there has been some good stuff. I mean, it's going to fizzle here and it's not going to turn out to be quite as exciting because you're not going to have as many game sevens. I mean, the Cavs didn't respond. The Bucks didn't respond. I mean, Sacramento, you wanted them to win last night to make Golden State have to win two pressure games in a row. That didn't happen. So, I mean, there's not as much drama now as we thought we could get for over the weekend where you get two or three game sevens. And I don't know if you're going to get any game sevens now, which is which is, you know, you got Memphis, you got a chance for a game seven. Sacramento got to win a game on a road in a game seven. Atlanta would have to beat the Celtics tonight in a game seven. But, I mean, for the most part, you're not going to get that, which is unfortunate which is unfortunate. But uh, again, there's no way a one seed losing to an eight seed, was it the sixth time in the history of the NBA? And if you take away the two or three things I just mentioned, it's really the third or fourth time. There is sitting there. No way you can sit there and tell me you've had a hell of a year when you are the one seed and you're going home in five games. Go ask Gary Payton and Sean Kemp if you can find Kemp. But uh, uh, go ask George Carl if losing to Denver when they won 65 or so games that year that Seattle was the one seed and Matumbo won three and row down 2-0. Go ask him if he had a good year winning the regular season games. It's about This is a postseason sport. You got to win in the postseason. Everything else is gravy. It means nothing. Regular season is nice. You got to fill up the card. You got to fill the arenas. You got to make the owners money. The players got to get paid and everything else. But the games themselves, there's no significant value on it when you get right down to it. And think about Miami for a second. And I went back to look, and I feel embarrassed to say it now. They lost to Atlanta in a play-in game uh, a couple weeks ago, and Atlanta then, of course, uh, clinched the playoff spot and then clinched their matchup with the Celtics. And then Miami, on April 14th, had to go play the Bulls just to get into the playoffs. And two days before that, I said, geez, you know, maybe Spolster's run. He's been here for 15 years. We know he's a great coach, but maybe he just needs a little blow and they need a little change direction in Miami just to get a new voice in there and then supposed can land on his feet somewhere else sort of like Rick Carlisle leaving Dallas you know you know that kind of thing and uh and I now I look like a complete fool because Miami's turned around and they trailed the Bulls by three with 307 left the following game on the Friday and at 14th when I was sitting there with Springsteen looking at the scores and the Bulls led 90 to 87 with the ball with 307 to go in regulation. And if they would have lost that game, they'd be out. And now they win the game. They turn around and get a break with Giannis. Butler goes all world. And they do a great job of capitalizing on a tight buck team. Coach collapsed. And they ended up beating him in five games. And now they're in the second round. So good for Miami. Good for Miami. Two years ago, last year, a ball in the air to beat the Bulls and knock them out, uh, to beat the Bulls, to beat the uh, Celtics, to knock them out and go to a final. The year in the uh, bubble, they got to a championship round. So, I mean, you know, they've done a hell of a job, and this is a hell of a win. But if you're Milwaukee right now, you're sick. You're absolutely sick. You had this year, now listen, I mean, again, Giannis played 50-something games. You had this year here where you were the one seed and you had rest and you were raring to go and you looked like you were in great shape, Middleton and Holiday and Lopez and Giannis and everything else. You won a championship two years ago. You didn't have Middleton with you on your team last year. And so that's an excuse. You didn't have game seven on the road. That is also an excuse. And you figure, all right, well, we'll, we'll redeem ourselves. And even when Giannis got hurt and didn't play for three games, even at 2-1, you had a 16-point lead in game four. You figured that the Stars were okay and you're going to be in good shape and you'll get out of a tougher series than it should have been, but you're surviving the first round. And then 36 hours later, you blow your second double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and then you go home. And then Giannis is trying to tell the media, well, we've had a good year. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. You have not had a good year. You want to tell me Cleveland's had a decent year? Because they won 51 games. You know, they had a good regular season. They were a four-seed Mitchell, young, learning experience. Maybe they were embarrassed by the Knicks, but maybe I could buy it. Maybe you want somebody Sacramento at the end of the day at a good year? Maybe I can buy it. If they lose to the Golden State, maybe I'll give you a break. Not the Bucks.